Good morning. Good morning. Can you start today about when you practice indoors if it starts? I mean, what's the plan and also the uh, COVID? You don't want to look outside there? I think we're, I think we're definitely indoors. Yeah, definitely. We're inside today. Um, probably have to go inside again tomorrow. But I mean, it's, if we can get out tomorrow, we'll go outside. So uh, hopefully, we're going to get outside Saturday, based off of what I've seen in the weather weather report. COVID list is saying no yeah. new players. Nothing, nothing, nothing to report. Will you be cautious with today when you practice? Or what's the uh, we'll take him through the uh, early part with Britt, and then we'll, we'll see how he is. He's still sore. So um, he's limited reps as his category. Um, no, just just maybe watch some guys. You know, watch them through individual. Um, we'll we'll bring back um, uh, Donovan's going to go through individual today. Um, Sean McKeon's going to go through individual today, and Kelvin is going to also go through individual today. Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin. Kelvin Joseph. Yes. We got a chance to talk to Dan Quinn on Monday, and he he said one of your superpowers is that you never get too high or too low. You don't ride the wave; you kind of keep it right down the middle and stay consistent. Is that something that just like my golf game? <laughs> <laughs> is it? I don't play anymore. <laughs> is that something that you've always been? Has it learned? And then also, uh, why is that important? Well, I, I think it's definitely uh, needed in a position of leadership. Uh, I think it's like all of us. Uh, you learn things, um, you know, not only about the game, uh, the preparation part of it, the performance part of it, but you, you know, you definitely have to learn about yourself. So um, I'm a big believer in listening to your own language. Um, I, I think, you know, coaching a different generation today than than when I got into the league in, in the early '90s. I think that those are that's part of the learning process. And but yeah, I think if you want consistency, you definitely have to have consistency from the leadership positions. When you look at your run defense through the first five games, what, what do you put most of the success there on? Is it the leads you've been at, part of it, some of the leads you've been able to generate, or have they just stopped it early? And no, I just think it comes down to you know the, the way, our, way our guys are playing. I mean, if uh, you know having a lead and people trying to run the ball to keep our offense off the field, you know that, that can be part of it too. But no, I just think uh, you know our, our run defense was priority number one coming into the season. You know, I, I think the players and coaches have done an outstanding job. Um, you know, just uh, we're playing it differently, um, you know, than we did last year. I mean, you know, we were, we were more in a transition to what we want it to look like this year. And uh, I think Dan is, you know, hammers it each and every day. And, and uh, you know, once again, I, I just think our guys understand it. That's the starting point of, of any great defense. As you've looked at the Patriots offense, what stood out about Mac Jones? Well, I tell you, he's for a young for a young quarterback, and you can see the command. Uh, he, you know, he's definitely comfortable. Um, in in it's uh, it's an offense that's you know game plan specific each week. It's different. You know, so when you look you look at their whole body of work uh, from the season, you see a lot of scheme. So you know, I, I think that is definitely a compliment to, to him as a young quarterback that he's he's handled that uh, pretty seamlessly. Uh, but you know, he knows where to go with the ball. Uh, you know, he's you know they're they're more two back offense. Um, in you know the early games that we've seen to date, so you know that'll be something that we're focused on. But um, I think I think he looks very comfortable in their in their system. Mike, how familiar are you with some of the contents in the John Gruden emails, and do you feel like those kinds of thoughts are pervasive around the league or isolated? 
Um, I wouldn't say I uh, have detailed thought of you know the, what you know what was said or so forth, but I definitely am aware. I think you know first of all, I, I think it's a, a reminder that we all need to t treat each other better. You know, I think that's the first thing that comes to mind. I, I think it's a very, very disappointing situation um, where you know people are offended, um, a number of people also affected, uh, but I also as a position of leadership. Uh, in this league, you know, in, in society, uh, it comes with a lot of a you know very high level of accountability, and uh, you know, and that's something that's a privilege, and you know, I think it's something that we all we all recognize. So uh, it's disappointing. Um, it's very unfortunate. How do you feel like workplace culture has evolved in your time in the league? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the first part. How do you feel like workplace culture in the NFL has evolved in your time in the league? Well, I think it's clearly. Um, there's clearly more education involved you know, in my time. Um, my first year in the league was 1993, so um, definitely the awareness and education is there. Um, but you know, I think like anything, as you know, our society, we can all treat each other better. I think that's been evident what's been going on of late, and you know, this is a very disappointing situation that we can learn from. What have you learned during your time in the league about the importance of? Choosing your language carefully to foster an inclusive environment. Say the last part. What have you learned while you've been a coach in the league about the importance of language and choosing and fostering an inclusive environment? Well, I just think it comes down to you know common common respect, and I, I think it's you know um, you, you have to be aware you know and and, and you know your, your your thoughts and your words you know they matter. So I mean. You know, it, it reflects you know your, your position and and what you're trying to get done. And you know, you you, you want when you talk about culture and workplace, um, you know, you you want the positive energy and the and the the environment to thrive, so everybody can be the best that they can be. And, and you know, it's, and it's frankly comes back to my first statement. You know, we just we need we need to treat each other better. Talk to you quite a bit about the Friday Regeneration Program, and, and you mentioned soft tissue injuries related to that the other day. How much do you think soft tissue injuries are a little bit more of a risk based on the way the practice uh, ramp, you know, the, the parameters for practice that you have, or, or soft tissue injuries a potentially bigger problem just based on how much time you can have on the field and that kind of thing, or no? You talking about with reference to the CBA, or? Yeah, but I mean we're we're in non-restricted time now. I, you took referring to training camp, or kind of training camp and. Well, I, I think it's like anything uh, in our game. I mean, there's I think the intent of of, of what uh, we're trying to do from a player player uh, safety perspective is is obviously in the best interest of of you know play, of player health and safety and it's for the right reasons but I, I you know we all operate under the same guidelines and rules and, and limitations so um, I think it's a lot there there's a lot more education involved uh, but you know the, the, I think the players today you know the the outsourcing is uh, as far as their their opportunity away from the organization there, there's a there's a lot of availability there um, so I mean I think all that factors into it but but in season um, you know, I, I, my experience, my personal experience is you probably have to guard more against doing too much than not enough. You know, I, I think we clearly have reached the point of, uh, you know, conditioning where, you know, I, I feel really good about the conditioning. Uh, 
level of our football team. We're, we're going to play a football team that's very, very well conditioned. You know, it's always been a, a staple of the New England teams. Um, so, you know, you, you, know you, you want to get to that level and you want to maintain it and, and you try to be as safe and smart as you possibly can. But, I mean, you have to push the limits. You, you got to have guidelines. We have a, we have a process and a system where you know we look at the GPS every single day at four o'clock. It's evaluated, so we, we feel like we have quality information and in the, the feedback, you know, mostly from the relationships with our training staff and our strength conditioning staff is excellent. So, I mean, all those things go on, and uh, and that's 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 our approach. Uh, Mike, can you speak to the way that the Patriots' defense is using Matthew and Juwan, and if it's uh, similar to what the Ravens do? Oh, definitely. I, I think when you watch them play. Uh, particularly on defense, um, you know they're they, they do a really good job of matchups. I mean, it, it is frankly what we're what we're preparing for. Um, uh, they will have a distinct you know pass rush plan uh, for our offensive line. You know, in our pass protection unit. So how he matches up um, this week, you know, what we anticipate and so forth goes into that. But he's clearly we have him as the most disruptive player in their front, uh, without a doubt. I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. Uh, so you know, coming over from Baltimore, so you know we 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 tapped into some Baltimore tape. But you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, who's going to line up on. You know, and and uh, they'll they'll have a distinct plan for us. So that's that's what we're focused on. On those lines, how is Steele? handled himself with the pass rushes and blitz. He's doing a really good job. I mean, he's a very conscientious young player. Um, you know, I think we all recognize the jump that he made from year one to year two. I love the tenacity and the strength that he's playing with this year compared to last year. So um, he'll be challenged this week. I mean, I'm sure they'll, you know, with him being a young player, I think Tyler will be another player that they, they try to challenge. So, um, you know, that, that's part of our preparation. So that's all the secrets I'm giving out. So we need to quit this thing. <laughs> There's always been an evolution of football and something comes into the league and it's the rage and then it goes away and his team's figured out and you go from bare defense then Tampa 2 came along and it's okay. But in today's game, do you think the offense is a little bit ahead of where the defense is that they are now dictating whereas there are times where again, go back to bare defense, you know, they, they dictated how you played offense. That was going to be my answer. I, I think the rule changes and ever how you break down the errors, you know, of, of of what of where we are today. Obviously, space, you know, uh, the middle of the field's been opened up in today's game. So I think all those factors uh, definitely tilt towards the offense. Um, you know, and I think you, you see some changes. You know, cut cut blocking on the perimeter. I don't see it as a huge advantage, but now that's gone away. So, you know, I think you have to look at all those variables in, in this. Uh, you know, I think the trends of, you know, how defenses are playing offenses. You know, you where you you, you know they're, they're playing more sub defense, which you have to. I mean, I. I know the base defense went up the last two years, but you know prior to that, I mean, you were probably in 10, 11, 12 percent base defense a year. Defense a year, but now what your point we're going to make is you see more base defensive schemes with sub personnel, a lot more, you know, big nickel. You know, everybody has a form of big nickel. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see it Sunday. So I, I think those are part of the trends you, you pay attention to. But um, you know, I, I think you're seeing. A lot more creativity and aggressiveness with with space concepts from the offense uh, in today's game than you saw probably five ten years ago. You mentioned the, the middle of the field is more open. Is that 
because offenses are more spread out, or is some of that the hesitancy to hit guys coming across the middle? I mean, it's it's difficult to play safety position with a crossing route when the ball's thrown. I mean, let's let's. You know, I think we have to acknowledge that. Um, so, uh, and, and I think the just the, just the fact that um, you know it's 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 a big part of how you attack attack in the passing game. I've I've always felt that the. You know, when you're building your base concepts, you know, when you're in the offseason, you know, the fastest way to end zone is through the post. So, I mean, you got to make sure you're, you know, there's always uh, points of your attack where you're attacking in the middle of the field, you know. Uh, so, I think sometimes you can get lulled into a game that we're getting ready to play where you're throwing individual cuts all day. And, and at the end of the day, they're going to challenge, they're going to challenge us, you know, um, schematically and with their man to man and so forth. But you get, you got to make sure you're attacking all the quadrants of the field. What are the advantages of that big nickel to bring in on the third safety? Is just the, the variance of how, what you can do against personnel matchups when it's just a straight nickel? Well, I think it's you know uh, starts starts inside. You know your 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 ability to play more even techniques. You know which are better suited for runs versus odd techniques. You know two or four versus you know shade and a three. So you get more better run defense techniques inside with your. You know, which you would you normally get the base defense to do it. So uh, it's it's a it's a, a better way to go to, to maintain matchups on the number two and three receiver uh, in the big nickel, and still have the ability to to have you know a stronger stronger normal D and D run base. Hooker developed. Uh, Hooker's done well. Yeah. yeah, I thought he played his best game uh, last week. Uh, you know, made a couple of impact plays. He looks comfortable. I think he's. Feeling like he's back to where you know he was prior to the injury, so I thought he played with a lot of confidence uh, this past week. I thought he graded out. What he thought he graded out very well. Did he do more in the box than maybe you anticipated before he got here? I think really the, the games dictate that, and just you know also obviously who he's playing with and in the packages that um, he, you know he, the competition to get up on on Sundays is all part of that. How difficult are the roster decisions this week? I think with Sprinkle and Ralston, you might be out of their just standard elevations and things. Yeah, we're. Gonna, I mean, we got a couple combinations. We'll we'll work, but you know, we won't we won't make any decisions till two fifty nine on Saturday. <laughs> Rich will let us know. Yeah, yeah call Rich. <laughs> He'll be on the plane sleeping. But <laughs> we, we've talked often about the unselfish on the team and, and 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 how the guys root for each other, especially receivers, and of course they still want the ball. Is that unique to this team? Is that something that's unique to these guys, or have you seen a team like this? That's uh, I mean, it's what you want. I mean, it's and, and definitely we're, we're definitely very high in that area. You know, I, I love that about our players. Um, you know, I look at it from the offensive perspective. You know, I mean, the offensive system that I've always uh, been been around, and you know, in fact, what we build here is, you know, the system's built around making the quarterback successful. So, and, and it starts there and it stops there, and you know, and that's the way it was with with Brett and Aaron and Green Bay. So, um, the ball the ball needs to be spread around, and Dak's doing a tremendous job of that. Our ball our ball distribution is is exactly what I'm looking for in the first five games, and, and we'll definitely be challenged this week because of, you know, the man to man that we're expecting in front of them to challenge us. So. Um, and I think with that, I mean, it's it's a philosophical approach, and uh, it's you know it's made clear when we started this, and, and and Dak's leading the way, and you know that's part of it. But I think to, to the personal part of it, I think it talks about the type of men that we have. I mean, these guys want to win. I mean, even the the players that have had it, you know high individual success here in the past, it's it's about winning, and, and that's all that matters. And, and and as long as it stays that way, I, th I think with our continued success, we have a, we have a great chance. 
Yeah, it seems like it's that way on defense. Well, the defensive line, the line—I mean, the, the linebackers, certainly the, the, the safeties. You know, they all are kind of rooting for each other. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's probably more so on defense. I was just using offense as an example. I mean, you look at the number of players that have played on defense, and you know, the rotation that you have to have over the course of a you know 17-plus game season. You know, I think the rotation up front is. You know, we have projected you know play time each and every week, and we've done a good job staying to that. And I think it's definitely been a benefit for us uh, with our front people. And um, you look at the safety position, you know, different personnel groups. So, uh, you know, we, the linebacker position too. I mean, we, this is the most depth of a linebacker group that that I've been a part of, and just trying to keep all those guys involved is, uh, I think, it'll definitely serve us well each week, but definitely service service uh, a lot better in the long run. Well, I think both the tight ends, you know, I think any time, particularly if you're developing a young quarterback, I mean, the easiest, your best throws are right in front of you. So, you know, I've always been a, a big proponent of, of tight ends, multiple tight ends, uh, because I, I think with that, it's, you know, drive starters, easy completions, you know, there's, um, and there won't be any this week, but I think there's usually some free offense out there that you're looking for when you're in game planning. Um, but you know, but both you know Hunter and Smith have a chance to really stretch the field and uh, their, their ability to, to make plays on the second level. So uh, it's definitely something that you have to be in touch with from a matchup standpoint. That camaraderie that Clarence was talking about, and guys have talked about kind of special chemistry here. Did you notice that as much last year? Or was that harder to notice or establish last year because? Of you know, I, I really liked the team last year because they, for as for as much as we went through, I mean, you go through adversity every year, but I was definitely uh, on the high high end of it. That, that I know my personal experience. You know, they never wavered. You know, they hung in there and and uh, just kept kept fighting. You know, all the way through. And um, so, um, you, so you, I knew I had that. You know, I, I knew we we had that those capabilities in the locker room. And, and I think just with the offseason, you could feel the vibe coming together. I, I thought the work in the offseason was expensive for me personally, but it was, it was really good. And the, the way, the way and you guys, didn't even, Dave, I don't know if anybody got that, but anyways. Um, so, you know, I, I thought that the vibe was really coming together, and I thought our training camp, I think going to Oxnard helps. You know, I can't believe I just said that, but it does help going out there. And, and you know, just the camaraderie, just the, the environment that you have there, so you can feel the building. But let's be honest, you, you, it takes wins to for that to really manifest to the level that uh, where it's at now. That's why we're talking about it. But it's a long year. We got a lot of challenges in front of us. We got a big one Sunday. So, but uh, you could definitely feel the vibe building, you know, throughout the off season. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you got Jerry. Thank you, Jeff. We picked it out. I'm gonna go pick it up right now. <laughs>